Welcome to my occupation Staring blindly down the wall Give me faith to teach my young boy A child provides a truth for all Every day is my parade Dragging me backwards towards the sun Lemonade of RCA Giving my smile right back to me Catherine and Dee Dee. Uh, that sound you heard at the beginning of the show was Dee Dee trying something and it did not go well. Dee Dee, what are you drinking today? Something from your refrigerator. <laughs> it's awful. I told you. It's probably bad that if we say something bad about somebody, but who cares? It's your opinion. It's truly. Where'd you buy it? Truly awful. <laughs> it is true. Oh my gosh, it's truly awful. <laughs> Spiked and sparkling. Coma line. It does have 5% alcohol. But it tastes like it has the same makeup as the other thing we drank that we loved, yeah. and yet it tastes completely different. It's only one gram of sugar, 100 calories. Yeah, but it is totally different. <laughs> You're not going to have another drink? Oh, I might, but... Well, maybe it's like the uh, the other stuff where I drank it the first time and didn't like it, maybe the second... It, I'm it sure after the third bottle, it'll probably taste pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't okay. like it either, so... Something I forgot to talk to you about before this. Okay. We're talking about like healthy stuff and everything. Your mom is the bomb. Yeah. She really is. She's got to come on the show. Yeah. Should we get her the, on? The day that we do all of our like my, oh my gosh. testosterone pellet. And like, we can talk about my health. Yeah. We can talk about all we, my health stuff you too. you got to include your mom. Okay. Because she's awesome. All right. Well. Well, I can take notes when your mom's sick. Oh, well, see, that's the thing about my mom, you know, like moms are. They, especially as we get older, <laughs> she's trying to take another drink. They're so desperate sometimes to be like, I still know stuff. I can still be yeah. your mom, yeah, you know, and you're, and we're like, back mom. off, lady. The difference about your mom is that she's living it. So she's a living example. She's this little feisty, in shape. So yeah. she's going to outlive all of us. Oh, I know. That's her intention. And, uh, but yet, and then she's got that nursing background. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. She's, she's, uh. She's going to be our next. She walks the talk. I mean, every morning, if I try to call her before 11, I always get a text. Hey, honey, sorry, I was at the gym. What's up? You know, she texts. She, sometimes she's like, I don't know how to download that picture off Facebook, but she's, she's really. She's like, it's, there's no excuse not to stay up to date with technology just because it's intimidating. Yeah. You just got to get in there yeah, and figure it out. That. Oh. She takes stuff for her liver. She does. She's all, she was off all my turmeric. Yep. She knew all about it. She's all yeah. into my stuff all the time. Uh, yep. We'll talk about it. That's when I stuff. have a final anyway. resolution to mine, we'll, we'll yeah. bring her on and yeah, we can talk about on. all those things. Anyway. Okay. Okay. Oh, see, I said I wasn't going to lean on the table and then I'm the one that does it. Sorry. Okay, so I'm drinking like a wine. <laughs> Be honest, you're drinking like a ripple wine. That you said we're just gonna, I'm getting rid of. <laughs> this is not a good drinking. Day. It's not. It's it's a day to just clear the decks a little bit. You're not gonna drink anymore. Do you want me to get you some? I don't know. Here, I'm try like, the. Are you gonna, sick? Are you sick? I'm not sick. <laughs> I will drink it because I am non-discriminatory. I can't let anything go to waste. All right, because I, I can give you I some can, wine. And I, it's been a while since I drank. And you know, like if you like, I was addicted to Coke and Pepsi when I played basketball in college. I would pour out the water, my water bottle, and I put Coke and Pepsi in it. No, you didn't. I did. Gosh, that doesn't sound like you. I just loved it, right? And then you get off of it, yeah, for a while, and you go right. back, and you're like, oh, it tastes awful. Right. It's never happened with alcohol. <laughs> I've never taken you a break. It. <laughs> You've tried and tried. <laughs> Never take a break and come back and say, God, right. that's awful. I don't want it. Right. Anyway. Well, you know, I I think that, I think we have to let some of that go because um, I, I was posting some things on our Facebook page um, that I came across and there was some stuff like, Mommy Needs a Drink is a blog, Mommy Cusses is a blog. I mean, there's all these like women who are moms these days are just like, there's, this is not Dear Abby, this isn't Martha Stewart, this yeah. is like real, and I'm going to put it in my blog name. So I guess we just sort of, I was telling you before the show started, I've, I've sort of, since graduate school, 
you know, I, I have a hard time going to sleep a lot at night. I don't sleep very well. And I was born not going to sleep at a good time. And so sometimes if I have to go from awake to sleep quickly, I will just go straight to the freezer and swig vodka, just a quick shot. And that will usually help me. Um, but the other night I had a salad like at four o'clock, which was dinner. And then I took two swigs out of the freezer, I will confess. And uh, yeah, I was a little, because I hadn't had any vodka in like four days. And if I don't have any and I go back, it knocks me on my keister. Only I was after messed four up. Days. Yeah. See, and that's what I've learned. If you switch out your alcohol every day, then you get something each time. Because you, I think you do develop a tolerance. If you drink the same drink every day, you're, you're going to be like, oh, I don't really I don't feel any more relaxed after I have that. But if you, it's sort of like shampoo. You know how they say switch your shampoo? <laughs> you switch your alcohol every day, and then it all works for you all the time. These are the things that <laughs> that wisdom gives you. Thank age, you, and wisdom Thank gives you. you the knowledge. That's exactly right. This is my graduate school education at work for everyone. I'm having another drink. So, what do we want to talk about? I think we have a good. I think we have a good topic today. Mm-hmm. Being that we both have nine year olds, yes, girls, girls, and how we thought. I think we. I think we all know about our own kind. And right. I think that there is um, some, I don't know how to put it. What do you think? You think it's in our DNA? It is in our DNA. And what is I the think, it that I we're... I don't know what we're talking about. But all I know is that I, I think you and I were hoping yes. that what can be, first of all, women are great, we're powerful, we can do everything, blah, blah, blah. Yes. We're also undefeated. Yes. But... <laughs> Undefeated. <laughs> There's also a part that is is very um, manipulative and yeah. spirited. Yep. And take men out of the equation because I don't yeah. think it has anything to do with. I men. agree. You know, I, I think we are our hardest on ourselves and our own kind. Yep. You know, and I think we were hoping that with having daughters. Yep. And you and I are kind of both the same. Where I I could count on one hand my close girlfriends. Exactly. I've never really. Yeah, gone that way. Put me in a sorority and you know, oh, no. put me underground. No, but um, we we're hoping that with our girls, that maybe we knew it was coming, but to encounter it at age nine is. And I think we've been working up to it. I think I think it's it's hitting home <clears throat> to the point that I I'm like getting fired up about it. But I've saw little hints and incidences even before this year that I was just like, okay. You know, but this, I think it's, um, it's reaching a level that I am, I am terrified because it's only fourth grade. How could this only be fourth grade? And there's such a mentality around mean girls and it's age appropriate and it's not about boys. It's about relation, friends and who's your friend and what are you wearing and who, I just don't, what are we going to do? Well, see, that's when you're the doctor. Yeah, well, as I have said, throughout... My advice and your advice is probably pretty different. Well, our children are very different. Right, so and I that, was also going to say, but that also has to come with who your child is. Yes, yes. I have a child that you need, you need to help her get strategies for what she needs to do when she finds herself in a situation. And we play act. We go through scenes at home. Because she loves a little acting thing. But I know that if I just say, well, you don't let it bother you. That doesn't help my kid. Like, she needs to know, well, what do I say? And how do I? And then she has to go out in the world and practice it and hope to God that it works. What What do you do with Brooklyn? Well, I also think, though, with Grace, is that she is a daughter of two head shrinks. Mm-hmm. A single child at that, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I think she is... I don't know if it's her DNA or if it's how she was brought up, but she is older and wiser and more observant than at least my daughter. So like my, you know, Brooklyn will come home and say something, but she's not as observant as, you know, where Grace can, I think, come home and put it into words very clearly what's going on, where Brooklyn, I think, is a little bit more oblivious. And if Brooklyn feels tension somewhere, I think she just automatically just goes to where 
she doesn't feel. Yeah. You know, and Brooklyn is also very much lives in her head, imagination wise. So sometimes she'll come home and say, I just sat under a tree by myself, you know, and was in my own world. And as a mother, I think your heart breaks a little bit because you don't want your kid to be alone. But on the other hand, when you care about other things that are going on, right. That she can disassociate and be okay is good. No, I think that's fantastic. But give a little background about what's going on. So, um, my kid came home on Friday and she was, I don't want to say riddled with anxiety, but I mean, my kid is pretty tough. She, you know, she is the child of divorce. She goes back and forth between houses like a champ. She takes care of her little sister. She cooks her own breakfast. I mean, this is not, you know, a drooping, weeping willow in the corner of a child. She tells me and her dad when we are not being very fair or uh, when she doesn't understand a rule. I mean, you know, she's pretty with it. And she was very disturbed, I think, by feeling a lot of pressure in her classroom with girls asking her who her best friend is and saying things like, well, let's pretend we have a play date this weekend so we can make this other girl jealous. Like, just mean. Just mean stuff. And she kept going through these scenarios, and then there's a new girl, and Grace doesn't want the new girl to feel left out, but she thinks the new girl might have lied about something so she would fit in, and all the other girls want to figure out if it's a lie, and Grace just wants them to, like, let's just, maybe she was just trying to fit in. Can we move past this? And they're like, no, we have to make her feel bad about being a liar and, and just on and on. And uh, so I had, and my kid was in tears and her father was getting ready to come pick her up and she didn't want to start her weekend with him like that. Um, so we had to start talking about it. And I ended up having to email our teacher and saying, there's a work group that Grace is in now that she felt pressured to go into because these other, that this girl would be left out and this girl would make her feel bad. So she accepted herself into a group that she knows that she's going to have to do all the work, she thinks, and uh, it's not going to go well for her from a learning perspective. And her teacher was like, absolutely, we will get her out of there. And then I said something like, you know, and I'm a little worried about some of the things I'm hearing about how these peer interactions are going. So uh, her teacher was like, will you come in and talk about it? And, and smart on them. You know, I think it's a really good idea these days if you have the right person. When someone complains about something, you're like, and I don't know if I was complaining. I was just like, I'm worried. And they say, come do something about, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, good call, you know? And she said, I would work with you. We can come up with what we want to talk about. But this mean girl stuff is is um, is bothersome. And, and we as women, I mean, this is me getting on a soapbox. We as women have enough to combat every stage of our lives for us to be turning on each other. There's no excuse for it. And for stupid stuff, don't you think? And I, I don't want to lose our daughter, in fact, but just drives me nuts. Are you a working mom or not? Mm-hmm. Do you breastfeed mm-hmm. or do you not? Right. I mean, are you part of the PTA right. or are you not? Right. I don't know if you saw the movie Bad Moms, right? Right. Did. did you bring a box of donuts or did you right. make it? Right. You know, who right. right. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but you know, it's budget your bitches. That's right. You know, and it's like we are hounding each other for just little things right. when it's survival mode because exactly. you have two kids that you got to get dressed and to either daycare or you're at home right. all day with them. They right. both have their right. positives, their cons, whatever. And That's right. We sit here and it's all you hear on the news. Yep. And then with social media, yep. you'll say something and then people have the freedom to just write stuff. Exactly. And I don't get it. I don't get it. And the, the thing about it is that all of a sudden now I think we're starting to see that maybe it starts earlier. It, it does. You know? It does. And I think one of the dangerous things about social media, because, you know, we just let Grace have an Instagram. And I'm already thinking, hmm, maybe not. And she has a YouTube channel. But we as women are already preconditioned to look to others to validate our existence. And if you think about social media, that's what that whole thing is. 
is like you put something out there and then you wait and see how will you get rejected will you get accepted you know what is the response how many likes you how many likes and how many thumbs down I mean grace you know we had to have a conversation about thumbs down on her YouTube videos and I just was like this is how you know whether or not you're ready for something like this because if it's going to impact you either make you feel real good about yourself or really badly about yourself we're not ready and I said, and it's okay, honey, because I know lots of women my age who who aren't ready yeah. to hear acceptance that is irrational or rejection that is irrational. And so I worry, you know, I go back and think, have I created, because the last thing I want to create is a, co a codependent kid who needs someone else to tell them today whether they're good enough or not. Yeah. And I feel like it's happening in the schools and then it's happening on social media and then, you know, boys, it used to be we just don't want you to feel like a boy defines you. Well, now it's even bigger than that. It's like we can't have anyone else define. You have to know who you are to stand up to any of this. And it's it's hard, man. I mean, and it's it's tough. But yet by the same token, you know, when she struggles, I say these are all going to be lessons you'll learn for the you'll use for the rest of your life. This is not wasted energy. This isn't wasted time you will come back to this moment that we just had together all your life. Mommy still goes back to those moments because you're going to be brought to your knees about something, whether you should be or not. I don't, you know, who knows? Um, but you will be, and you need to have a toolkit for dealing with that. So, you know, so I guess I'm going to go in and <laughs> talk about mean girls to fourth graders and, you know, try not to drop about 20 F-bombs because I know I did when I was talking to you about it before we started rolling. I just feel... This is our whole lives here. This is how it happens. This is how it happens right here at nine. At nine. So somehow we've got to convince them how to be accepting of everybody no matter what. Right. Let the, let, that's what I always try to tell them, especially Brady, who's a little bit older. He's not your cup of tea. Right. And I'm not asking you to have him over for right. the weekend. Right. Or, right. But you can be his friend in class, yeah. and it won't kill you to have lunch with him. Or That's have right. them come to your table, you That's know. Right. Um, and if they are just a little bit different than you, yeah. well, isn't that awesome? If we were all the same, how boring would that be, you know? And I also think we're starting to get that way with the election. Yeah. You know, with the election, you are either one way or right. the other. And now we are so headstrong yeah. that we won't even look right. to what someone else can teach us. Right. Or to... Right bring us aware of right so here you want to raise your kids to be strong right and independent but mm -hmm. <laughs> accepting of other people and listening to other people right and seeing that that if something can say someone say something to you that would be your own aha moment exactly no yeah. and I but, think that it's so true but right now it's just all about status it is you know and uh well I don't know it's a we're in for a ride. It's it's not, you know, I'm not excited. I have to be honest with you. And I also, I mean, there are moments that, you know, I look at her, I look at her eyeball to eyeball, and I think to myself, in one moment, I'm like, okay, she's learning things 20 years earlier yeah. than I learned them. Yeah. You know, and that that is okay. I mean, she might, I always say to Grace, make new mistakes. Don't make old mistakes. When you make a mistake, you've got to apply the lesson the first time. I don't have a lot of, I have a huge tolerance for mistakes. I don't have a lot of tolerance for the same mistake yeah. over and over. Make some new ones, then we'll be cool. But then part of me looks at her and thinking, oh girl, you've got so much to go through. You're nine. And so if you're learning lessons I learned in my 20s at nine, what are you going to have to be thinking about? Or is it, does it get easier? Like maybe it's the same amount of lessons. We're just learning them a lot easier. And so maybe her 20s will be a lot better than mine were, which were, you know, not my favorite moment for the most part because I was learning this sort of be happy in your own skin and learn to be accepting of others, but always be honoring of yourself. And that's like the balance that I think it takes our whole lives to get. And we still get it wrong, I think. Still, I get it wrong. Um, all the time. And I, I think that she, 
takes things and I don't want her because she she has such a huge you know one of the things that us psychologists worry about is children who don't develop empathy that's the first marker for antisocial behavior for all kinds of outcomes that you don't want I mean serious outcomes and so she is I, we've drilled empathy in her because we know how important it is that you are able to put yourself in someone else's shoes and just know what it's like. Because if you can do that, the theory is, then you will be less likely to be able to just crush them. Yeah. You know, you will be less. But then the flip side of empathy is codependence, where you're so invested in someone else's feelings that you stop thinking about yourself. So if you think about us as humans, our whole, our marriages, our relationships, our parenting is always this balance of, God, I remember what it's like to be nine and you know care about that versus let me save you from the world right. you know that's the parent right. version of that and so i don't want her to lose her empathy but i don't want her to get over invested in the outcomes of other people and you can't just go in and make it all right because she's got to she's got to she's got to you know you got to have your own trials and tribulations like you said to learn but you're going to address it in the classroom I'm gonna. I'm going in. I'm marching in. Isn't that what Elaine said on a Seinfeld episode one time? She's like, "I'm marching in." She was gonna quit or something. I and I'm gonna have to think about it. Um, and how? Because the other thing I'm thinking is like, well, what do I do with all the boys in the class? Do we let them hear? Because Grace is Grace asked me, "Why don't boys?" And you have a boy, so you have more insight than I do. She was like, "But boys just don't get go there. They don't. They just don't. They don't." I mean, they might kid each other or whatever, but it's not this vicious stuff. Um, and so I'm thinking, well, what am I going to do with the boys? Do I let them stay and hear this inside baseball on us chicks? <laughs> you should bring both classes together. Oh, my All the Lord. girls. I mean, like the boys. Okay, in a minute, you're going to be signed up, so watch yourself. I'll take the boys and we'll go to their class. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be like, girls and their feelings, right? <laughs> Sucks. Stay out. Stay out. Life is a lot better if you stay out. <laughs> get in, get out. Get in, get out. It's all good. Yeah, so I'm going in. I'm marching in. I'm marching in with the teacher, though. And uh, hopefully we will. Because Grace, when she left for her dad, um, her dad's house, she was like, okay, I got this. And, yeah, I emailed the teachers, and I said, get her out of this group. Yeah. I don't want her. I, I still had to do mommy because I didn't want her to go in and have to. But, I, you know, we talked about this is what you're going to do. And you can see in my kid, when I've hit, when I've helped, it's visible on her face. Like she will just window in and, you know, her face just gets different. And I'm like, okay, I got it. It's the Oprah aha. It is, exactly. And I just keep drilling into it until I get there. And finally, you know, and she, my daughter has started taking notes on when I, when we talk about stuff. She was, and she has this tip notebook yeah. that she reviews at night. To get ready for school. I mean, I feel like it's too much, man. But she says it brings me, it's like her meditative time. I, I don't know. She yeah. says it helps. I said, I don't want you stressing. She goes, but if I don't do this, I feel less prepared. And I want to be prepared. I'm like, for fourth grade? I'll be prepared. It'll be a great, it'll be a great case study. We'll have to come back to the, okay. after you talk. Yeah. To see if it if it has come back to help. And if I and if I lost and it, and, hope, and hopefully it'll just be the girls <laughs> understanding. Like if we can somehow, maybe if we can somehow reach them all at age nine. By the time yeah. you're in your thirties, yeah, 20s, we yeah, it's we're done. All just hey, that's how she rolls. Yeah, God that's love her, and what's best for her, and that's exactly what makes her happy. Without yeah. you know, right, a judgment, an implied or direct judgment. Because here's the 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 research. So here's the shrink. Um, the research says, as far as that mom at home versus that they did these longitudinal studies where they studied women, sometimes they were twins, because that's the best way you can do research is if you have exactly the same people. One was a, a, a stay-at-home mom, work-at-home mom, and one was a out, you know outside job mom. And they studied them over like the whole length of their parenting. And what they found is the only factor that determined whether they were a successful parent, satisfied in their lives, wasn't whether they chose work at home 
or work outside of the home. It was whether they were doing the choice that they wanted. That's exactly. I have friends who, like, I did not want to work, right? It was in my heart. Like, right. I wanted to stay home. It was just, now, if I had to go to work, I would have, but there would have been a part of me that was, yeah. you know, and then I have friends who, by God, if you make them stay at home right. all day, they'll kill somebody. Yeah. So we're, just do what is going to make you happy if yeah. you can. Right. For those of us who have the luxury, you know, it That's breaks right. my heart for those moms who do want to stay at home That's and right. do after work. They can't. You know, because they don't get to, like what you said, they don't, they're not choosing what they want. But if you can choose what you want to do. Yeah. And if that floats your boat. Right. It's going to be, that's going to make you happy. Yeah. You know, and then in return, you know, you're not going to be all bitter at That's times. right. And that's the key. So that so. was like one of the things, I remember I learned that in undergraduate. It was like such an important, because it's, it's since the beginning of time, we've been having this fight. But what's cool, like me, I work, but I work at home. And I think that's really changed the equation so that people who wanted to have a career I mean, there's beach body coaches that stay at home and then they do all this stuff online. And I mean, there's lots of ways. I was actually featured on something about working at home moms or whatever, because this is like the leading economic career path for women. Because we got sick of the having it to be a choice all the time. We either had to go completely out of the house to earn money well, we had to stay home and be, you know, and maybe that's what we wanted, but be feeling dependent on someone to give us money. That's right. And, you know, that's sometimes own issue. Yes, it yeah. is. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, you know, I think now with women trying to figure out, well, can I have a middle ground? Everybody else gets a middle and ground. And that's where, as women, we should be coming together. Exactly. To advocate for all of us. Right. Or to try to find solutions instead of doing the... The shame game. Exactly. It just drives me nuts. It, 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 it's terrible. Like that. Just, but and we can. And, and it starts, maybe it starts at nine, but I'll tell you, I see it in women our age. No doubt. Every day. Every day. And that's where I just thought maybe it was older. You know, as you got older as you, but at nine. It's hmm. not good. I saw somebody posted something on Facebook yesterday that said, oh, that was, that was a pretty good way to put it. People who are hurt hurt others, and people who are healed try to heal others. Yes. You know, and I do think it is that internal orientation that motivates your behavior. If you're in a bad place, it'll show in your behaviors. If you're in a transitioning time, then you might be a little loopy. If you're if you're feeling like, okay, I am reasserting I'm in a better place, then it shows that way. And I think, not to bring up law of attraction again, because I know you're sick of it, but it is that sort of what you have in is what you show out. Yeah. And then that's what you get back. And I think that's why I don't choose to hang out with a lot of women. I, I don't. I have no because I don't, and then sometimes you go out to dinner, and especially if there's another couple, and then they get in a fight, and then they want you to be in the, I just, I'd be home watching, you know, Netflix. I'm cool. I don't need any of that. I just got out, I got out of all that. I don't want to do that anymore. So, I don't know. I love you. Should I tell you? Oh, let me, this is a good time for me to tell you my toast I was going to do for you on your birthday. Because I don't like most, this is my toast. I don't like women. <laughs> There it is. No, no offense to those who do. <laughs> no. I, yeah. Now, if you love, yes. You love who you love. I don't, yes, I have no problem with that. But I, now I have to find it. And you know how I can never find anything in my email anymore because I have too much email. But I, here it is. We might have been, we might. No, don't distract me because I'm reading this. I was going to say, we should have done this before. Like, I've never heard this before. Mm -mm. This is live. Let me take another drink of this hospital drink. Okay, drink it. And I'm going to try not to cry, too. See, and then you'll cry. Seriously. You'll cry if I cry. Okay, this is what I was going to say as my toast to, at Dee Dee's birthday party, but then I realized she'd kill me. So I decided to wait and do it on a podcast. <laughs> so, this is my toast. Here's my glass holding up. I truly celebrate the day that brought me one of my life's greatest blessings. And she knows all the, reason, all the reasons why. She has cried my tears. She has cheered my successes. She's had my back. 
She's kicked my ass. She's helped me become a better me. And yet, she's accepted me just as times. She lets me do the same for her. So I know she loves me too. And pretty pain. Yeah, it's all true facts. And I, I told you that you, you know. So I love you. And I, I truly, and that's why I said, you know, one of mine as friends. Lovers has been great. <laughs> no, no, I'm not that there's anything wrong with that. We know your mom's listening. Pick her up I know. I, no, mom, I'm kidding. It's okay, though. Do what you want. And isn't it crazy, though, because I have friends. I have a couple friends who had like 18 girls in their wedding party. No. There are those girls out there. I know. That can, they just have a ton of friends. Yeah. They just kind of get along with them. Yep. And so I think... I've always thought that I was the oddball out no. there in the sense of, you know, you, you get, you get those special ones yep. and, uh, and that's all you, that's, <laughs> that's, it. All you need. that's right. And they accept you. And that's why I said, you know, as much as I think there've been times where you've been like, Hey, wake up a little bit. At the end of the day, I never felt judged. And I never felt not good enough as I was. And and that's hard for women to do. How can I be your partner in your life and be there for you in the way that's not just everything you do is just wonderful and I just, but how do you do it in a way where the person never feels like, God, she doesn't really like me very much, you know, because that's the balance is knowing how to help me see things for what they are, but still accepting me just as I am. And we don't do that. Yeah. Women don't do that. There's always one side of that equation that's way overweighted. Um, so, I don't know. I will hope better for our children. I, I know, you know, and what's been interesting for me through all this is that Grace, because Brooklyn is not in her classroom, and, and you know, we talk, we talk about Brooklyn, and, and she's like, but me and Brooklyn are a different story. Yeah. And that's the only thing that gives me hope because I know she has one relationship that is healthy. Even if they're not together or they might see each other with other girls, they are cool. Yeah. And so how do we replicate that? Because it ain't happening outside. And she just, and for her to have a friend like Brooklyn that is not the source of such anxiety for my child is a blessing. Yeah. Because everyone else is like but it's driving the same, nuts. It's the same thing at our age. I know. It's the same thing at our age. You know, I think mm -hmm. we all, um, we, Jeff and I say they're they're easy. Like we need people in our life who are easy. Yeah. Who kind of go with the flow. Right. And um, like take you as you are. Yeah. And they don't, you know. Yeah. Our, and I don't mean to sit here and bash women. I don't, because it kind of sounds like we are, but I, I do think that we need to become more accepting. Yeah. You know? There's so much judgment these days, and I... It's I, funny, because when I first moved here, yeah. I, I was, I did a lot inside the Beltline. Oh, really? And inside the Beltline is more of a to-do, yes. right? you got to have a little bit more money to live yes. inside the Beltline, and, and here I've... You know, I lived in California most of my life, and then I jumped to different states or whatever. And the one thing that I will say about us California girls is that you can come walking in with Tory Burch, right, and it's fine. And you can come walking in with Walmart, yeah, and it's fine. And that's really what I really felt about us in California. It, it was now you didn't spend a lot of time really on mm -hmm. dressing up like right. like they do here, so it is right. a little different. Yeah. We were more. Put your hair up in a ponytail yeah. kind of roll. But uh, I walked in, everybody had Tory Burch on. And I felt this, if you don't have Tory Burch, then you're kind of not in. And I'm sitting here going, I'm 40 years old. Right. And to this day, I have not purchased anything Tory Burch. Now, I like my designers, but I can also right. go to Target. I mean, it's like, I think yeah. I like what I like. Right. And I'll, whatever it is. Right. Um, but to this day... I re re refuse to buy anything Tory Burch. Because it symbolizes because something. Because to me, it symbolizes this um, acceptance of you're only going to be accepted or you're only going to be the in and what you... And, I, and right or wrong, inside the Beltline, people might get mad. But right or wrong, that's 
the feeling I felt. And I remember going to like this little woman's party, knowing they were all going to be. Mm-hmm. And I went, I went old school to my high school days where I wore, <laughs> where I wore sweats and a t-shirt and my flips. And I rolled into that bad boy. <laughs> I wish I'd been there for this one. Because to me, it was like, I don't know. I guess I've always been a little bit of, if everybody's doing it, then right. I kind of don't want yeah, to do yeah, it. Yeah. Um, unless it's Botox. Then I'm in. But, <laughs> um, you know, more or less that, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, and that's coming our way. It is. You know, I remember... Lord have mercy. I remember wanting Gloria Vanderbilt worse than ever. Oh, yeah. Everybody had Gloria yeah. Vanderbilt. I begged my parents. I begged, you know, because you wanted to be in. Yeah. And so, but to me, fashion and wanting to be in with how you dress is, I guess, a little normal. Right. I don't know. I, to me, that's yeah. not, when Brooklyn comes home and says, oh, I got it. That, right. I'm not going to, right. you know. Yeah. But when you come home and you say, someone's not talking to me. Because I'm not yes. in their top five or two, or I'm not the best friend, or, you know, or I am talking to someone, so now someone else Doesn't is not matter. talking to yeah. me. You know, I guess I, yeah. I think that, I think that, I, I agree, because I think what's behind that is the next part of that equation. So do you want to buy this certain outfit, or you like this certain designer, because you like this designer. Yeah. yeah. You, that's you. Yeah. It's not you trying to respond to the needs of others. Right. And that's why you need it. And I think that's why, like when Grace would come back and say, well, now she's mad at me because, okay, that's her choice. What's your choice going to be? Yes. So you cannot live your life trying to change the jerks around you. And I think that's where we get stuck. We do this in our marriages and we do this with our friends and all this. This is like, you know, don't they see they're being jerky? How can I get them to stop? That's not the question. The question is, what are you going to do in response to that? And that's why I say to Grace, so she didn't like your outfit. Where do we go with that? I mean, well, she, 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 forget she, let's go back to you. What, how does that, and it's all about if you can figure out, okay, I'm okay with that. Or I'm not okay with that, and why am I not okay with that? Well, I guess that's a little more shrinky than you want to be, but I mean that's the truth. It's not about what the world is doing; it's what you're going to do in response to the world. And but you don't you bust on me all the time because I do not go inside myself. I know. I don't. I don't feel my feelings. I don't look into my feelings. I, I just let's let's keep this ball moving. There's another word for it, but let's just keep this. Yeah going and that's kind of like how I go but we don't want to teach our daughters that even though I think it's not that way to listen but we don't want to teach our daughters that in the sense of okay well you don't like my outfit fine forget you yeah I'm moving on and you don't like the fine right but I but I think you can say you know moving on in such a way that okay you know didn't really ask for your feedback but now I know it. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm done with you forever. It depends. If it becomes a pattern where every day your friend is like trying to just say you you look like you look ridiculous every single, then you're like, well, what a, what pattern is emerging here about this person? But I'll tell you about you. The thing is about you, and this is why I don't go over the edge with you too much. If I had a choice between you telling, because your reaction is self-preservation. When you don't go in, your default is protect self, protect Didi. You know, do what you got to do to get through this moment. And the reason why I don't get too wound up with you about that is because your default is healthy. If you got, if your default was to get over him, oh my God, why doesn't, why isn't he responding to me the way I would want? And why can I not make this work the way I want it? If that's how you went into your feelings, which is how I go into my feelings, <laughs> I would, I would be like, you know, don't go in your feelings like that. Cause that's what you tell me, but your default is a good one. And if you are not going to go into your feelings, I'd rather you not go into your feelings, but that be the way you handle it. The one that protects you. I'd like you to kind of like see what I worry about though is that you you get 
you don't check in with yourself enough to know how you're doing with all of that. And I think the residuals of that choice add up sometimes. And you get, you know, you don't worry about your, by the same token that you take care of yourself and you just get in and get out, I also see yourself being run ragged. And you don't say, you know what, I need to take a time out. You're going to go get your own whatever and you're going to handle your own stuff. And I'm going to go watch The Girl on the Train with Catherine. Mm which I'm going to make you come see with me. Because <laughs> you don't like scary movies. I hate them. I don't get that about you. You're it. such a tough broad. I hate it. I hate scary movies. So I want to invite a bunch of people over to my house to tell real ghost stories that have happened in our lives, and you're telling me you won't come to my party. It's not happening. Why? Because it's real. Or it's whatever. Yeah, you know, that's just... And yet your house for Halloween has okay, like people that jump out of the bushes and then the bathroom, there's a guy that comes behind the door while you're peeing and like goes, ha, 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 and all that stuff. That's me being a good wife. Oh my Lord, all, let's not all, go there. That's all. <laughs> but that's all Jeff's thing. And I, I fought it for years and then it's just like, all right, if it's going to be, then let's just go in. Well, I'll make Jeff come to my party. He'll come listen to ghost stories, oh, and then he'll make you come. See, that's how I'll invite Jeff. No. And he'll make you come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he will. He always gets you to do what he wants. I want to know. Listen. Hmm. Mm-mm. Yeah. We're going to do it. Because we have, I think no, my house might be. no sticks. <laughs> I have Blair Witch sticks all over there. She's I mean, like, what's up with these stick I've people? Never seen a <laughs> she never saw life. the Blair Witch Project. I don't get this about you. I don't, but you know, the, the, my house is a little haunted. <laughs> so we want Brooklyn to come spend the night. <laughs> we Brand won't tell her. Yes. We won't tell her. <laughs> we won't tell we'll her. Read some colors and we'll spend the night. No, no. Grace is not doing much colors. But yeah, the house has got some interestingness to it. Um. So, um, yeah. So you want me, let's see. We need to wrap this up. We have, we need to tape another show because you have been not, around to tape shows so we need to catch up yep. and so the next show I think we're going to do you want me to um, break out my old tarot cards yeah, we're going to do, do a Halloween we're going to do a Halloween, we're gonna do a Halloween. Okay. and I Halloween. totally am what are the know, cards tarot you know tarot. tarot T-A-R-O-T yeah I've seen it on movies they flip cards and stuff yeah are you going to read my palm too I can't I could I, I, I don't do that really it's not really my thing, but I can do pretty, and, and I did, I only, I taught myself, I don't know why I did this. I guess this is Puerto Rican in me. I don't know. I taught myself in college. And then one time a year on Halloween, I, we would, I would do readings for my friends. I never did it any other time. And I can't tell you, I'll never forget my junior year. Like I had this crazy spread for this one girl that didn't look at all like her, but it turned out all true, man. And she and everybody who was at that party was like, "What?" So anyway, well, you're I'm, gonna, I'm pretty good at it. You're gonna read. It's called read me. I'm gonna read you. You're gonna read me, and I'll see. Yeah, we're gonna do that, and, uh, and then we'll probably we do need to talk about Eric's song because you know he yes. is following us on Facebook yes. now. He is. So uh, we need to give that lemonade, a good, man. A, a good session. A time. good plug. It's a great song, and he tell the song, and then maybe people could listen to it beforehand, and then we can. So you hear it at the beginning and at the end of our podcast. It's called Lemonade, and um, it's on his solo album called Greener. And if you go on iTunes, his name is Eric Britt, B-R-I-T-T. He's in Savannah, Georgia. Actually, he still plays live there almost every night, and he's just a really cool guy. He was like my first love. I mean, Eric and I, and it was funny, I went and saw him with Grace. He's the one who damaged you for life? No. I'm just kidding. No, no, he wasn't, no, subsequent ones damaged me for life. (laughs) While you've gone to the women? No, that's right. That's That's right. The women going. That's right. Yeah, well, you know, we did go through this phase when I first bought this house, and you would see me, you would drive by, and you would see me, like, with the leaf blower and, like, the shovel, and I'd, and you'd say, where are you going? I'm like, I go to Home Depot, and you're like, hmm, well, you know, <laughs> Catherine might be I switching teams on us. But I do all the yard work at our house. Yeah. I do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Listen, I know what it's like to go to Home Depot and all of your 
cleaning stuff, all your workout, not workout clothes, but you know, your workout yeah, clothes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I did for a while. I was like, well, yeah. maybe we'll see. But no, Eric was, Eric and I got into some trouble, but, um, because it was such a like James Dean kind of relationship, you know, he had this classic Mustang and my dad didn't like him. And, you know, he, he, even then he was singing in a band, you know, and I'm like the straight A student, his hair's a little too long. And it was really, you know, but he was really sweet to me. And, and his dad didn't like that. He spent so much time with me and didn't focus, you know, on his, on his music or his soccer or his school. And so we would like, you know, it was very romantic. You know, we had to find ways to be together and my mom loved him. Of course, my mom's good that way, but uh, so I had to sneak it. Like the only person I ever snuck out of the house for or something was Eric. And then somebody found out that we had and called the cops on us and the cops chased us. I mean, it's like the worst I've ever, I've ever, and he was like, get down, get down on the floorboard. It was like an after school special movie, I swear. But he is, he's, uh, he was a great guy. Uh, he really was. So anyway, uh, he came up with the song about, from a time in his life, actually, where he felt like he needed friends and people around him to get him back on track and a little lemonade and cavassier helped and i thought wow this is us this is us in a nutshell it's almost like you wrote it for us so anyway go on itunes check it out um he's written up a lot in the press too so and if you're in savannah check him out he's really cool good songs so we'll play it next time or you can listen to it at the beginning or end of the we show play it. we should play it we'll do it in the next show we're we're close to ending but we're gonna do another show so we're gonna probably come out the next one will be a halloween special Dee Dee will talk about why Dee Dee likes scary um, decorations, but won't see a scary movie. You're going to go see Girl on the Train. Uh, it's not like I'm making you come see, like, Blair Witch Project. That's true. That is true. I would not go see, like, a Poltergeist or Blair Witch Have Project. Have you seen Poltergeist? No, I've not seen Poltergeist. I've not seen a scary movie ever. Why is that? Because it's too scary. <laughs> <laughs> but but then you sell it well with Listen. Jeff and how you think it's Jeff. If if it wasn't for Jeff, you wouldn't have like Halloween stuff up? Probably not. I well I probably would have never gotten there. Now I think it's a lot of fun and hey, listen, okay. I'm, I'm in the business of making memories for my kids. Oh yes. Right. So it's fun to So get yeah, there. that was a really good memory last year when Brooklyn told me she can't use the bathroom downstairs because there's a scary man in there and she had to go. I'm like, Brooklyn, go to the bathroom down here. No, we, my mommy's got a thing in that bathroom. We, I don't like I it. We have a party every year, so we get going on for that party. But it took me it took me I would say it took me close to ten years to be able to decorate for Halloween. Dang. Yeah. And Jeff was pushing and pushing and Why pushing. are you such a scaredy cat? You know what? I don't know. Because you're not in, like, life. You know what? I kind of, I don't know if it's growing up the as a unknown. policeman's daughter. Oh. And as a policeman's daughter, you're taught to always watch your back and to always know your surroundings and da 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 um, I don't know if it, I, I could not stay at home alone for the longest time mm. by myself. Mm-hmm. I'd barricade myself in. Mm-hmm. I always used to joke that the, the man's, sorry. I used to always joke that the man is out there. He just keeps following me from state to state. Just Do you know I had that man? And then, let's not go there. I did. And then you hit a certain age and you're like, dude, if you still want this, come on. Dee Dee, that is not good. And you don't really worry about it anymore. I don't really, you know, hey, listen. Okay, well, then you're ready. You're ready for a girl on the train. You're ready for some tarot cards. And I need to tell you a couple ghost stories. And I'll tell you about the stalker who kept up with me for 10 years. Well, let's not go there. Yeah. And would would definitely, oh, I like your new haircut. He would call me and say stuff like that in my dorm room. And then he'd call my parents' house and say, oh, Katie's at college this weekend. I mean, it was bad. That is bad. See, I never really had that. Well, first of all, no one would ever really want to stalk me, but... I always was known as, yeah, ugh. No, you, I'll do the girl on the train. Okay, cool. We're going to go see that. The only reason I will is because you can drink. Right at this theater. Them. Yeah. And then um, that's a little bit more suspenseful. Which yeah. Which really could freak me out more because it's more realistic. That's right. Than like sticks or whatever you have around by your house. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm going to have to post some of I my sticks. Hate. Do you know people are asking me for my sticks, man? They survived the hurricane, man. They're really post a stick. My lawn, my lawn guys are scared of. <laughs> They're like voodoo, you know. And I had to tell you what voodoo was. 
Okay, we're gonna have to work on you a little bit. I'll bring out some Puerto Rican on you and you'll be cool. Okay, well, <laughs> she looks terrified. <laughs> you already look scared. So I'll read your cards the next time. I'll get my energy all good for that. And we're gonna maybe see Girl on the Train. We are gonna see it. And you're having a, a little get together. Why are we not doing costumes this year? Didn't you say no costume? Oh, I said don't you you don't allow in my door if there's not a costume. Oh, not a costume. I thought it said no costume. No, you're not allowed in my door if you don't have a costume on. Oh, I was kind That's of excited to have. I was no asking you why you're gonna be here. Like, I'm not gonna be anything. I go, well, what the heck? You can. I thought you said no costumes. I might have, because I also wrote November twenty. <laughs> I did, and I was like, okay, it's my birthday. It's maybe, my surprise birthday maybe, party. Maybe I need to go back and reread my. Yeah, because I thought it said no costumes this year. No, it says if you. My only requirement is no costumes. My only requirement is if you don't, you have to wear a costume. That's my. You don't have to get into the cooking contest. You Mac, don't, yeah. you don't have to do bring something. You don't. There's. You don't even have to come. Yeah, yeah. You said if you don't like Jeff, but or you don't want to come. If you do come, you have to be in a costume. And remember, no costume. Then it says. It says. And remember, dot, 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 no costume, period. Ain't getting in. I thought that meant um, no costume. You ain't getting in. And remember, if you're not in, I was talking Southern, no costume, you ain't getting in. Well, then maybe you should have put a comma or something. Oh, Lord. But I thought you meant, and remember, no costume. There'll be another ain't email. getting in. There'll be another email. <laughs> There'll be the third. <laughs> Dolly Parton's rolling again. <laughs> Well, maybe other people got that. And you said mother, more Southern talk for y'all. And I'm like, what expression is ain't getting in? Ain't is Southern. Uh, you never hear ain't in California ever. Okay. Ev well, ever. That's fine. I'm just saying that it says, and remember, no costume, period. Ain't getting in, exclamation point. More Southern for y'all. So I thought that meant no costume. Not if you don't wear a costume, you ain't getting in. I'll have to be reading. I will be uh, proofing all your emails from now Say on. Say goodbye, Doc. Goodbye, Dee Dee. Say goodbye, Dee Dee. Goodbye. Okay, get in, get out. 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 Think about it, though. And I get half in your opinion. Or in that thing you say at all. Give me tools to win my friends back. I need some kindness, truth, and all. And every day is my parade. Like I met backwards towards the sun. Lemonade, the bossy, yeah. Giving my smile right back to me.